Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Tonight, we are in the sermon series, A Wonderful Life. And so I believe that all Christians are called to have a wonderful life. I know that it's doom and gloom. I'm going to fake it till I make it. When I get to heaven, I'm going to celebrate. But like you can live a wonderful life right now, and we're actually called to. And I'm not going to apologize anymore for living a wonderful life. Neither should you. I, I, this message was difficult for me. I called Pastor Tessa and Pastor Becky, and I said, how do you not sound like you're bragging? Like, how do you not sound like you're bragging? And they said, remember to point everything back to the cross. Remember to point everything back to God. Remember to point the, to the author and the finisher, and you'll be okay. Because I actually have a really hard time talking about myself. I do. I live a very low-key life. I don't like it to post a bunch of stuff on social media. I really don't want people to know what's going on. And my beautiful friends, the Mac, said, hey, Jeff, you got to tell the story. You got to start telling your story. And so the title of my message tonight is Faith Plus. Uh, this is not an original title. Pastor Teresa Mack actually gave me the title. Um, so I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, in, in church and, and in the kingdom of God, that we, there are people that have faith for things. Okay? We all have faith. We all have, you know, guys, I have faith for a wife. I'm believing for a wife. Ladies, I'm believing for a husband. Business owners, I'm believing for new contracts. Uh, I'm believing for all these things. And then when we boil it down, we're like, okay, cool. We know that faith without works is dead. So you can have all the faith in the world, but there's got to be some work that goes along with it. And so I'm going to talk about that tonight. Is that okay? Because I, this is something that I needed to understand. I needed to, this is something that I learned along seven years. Because I had the faith for a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of work that went into it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of work. Like, I, I should have, I, I could have, there was times that I had, I felt like I should leave the church. There's times when I was offended. There's times when I was heartbroken. There's times when I was, oh, why am I being left out of things? Why? Like, there was times that I was, I, I felt like I awakened wasn't my home anymore. And it's funny that when you start thinking those things, other opportunities come up. Like when I was saying those things and doing those things, other churches were calling saying, you can be an associate pastor, you can be fast-tracked, you can be this, you can be that. But thankfully, I'm planted in the house. And so I, when I got those feelings and thoughts, I went to people and said, hey, this is how I feel. And they said, you are not ready to pastor anyone, let alone a church. You may be anointed and appointed for such a time as this, but boy, your time ain't here yet. And so I want to talk to you guys about, I want to take you guys on a journey. Okay, I, I, I just, all I can give you is what I am. I can't inflate anything. I can't do that. And so the title of my message is Faith, Faith Plus. And so the first point of my message is faith is not enough. Very simple, very basic. Faith is not enough. And I, I had, when I first got saved, 
God started giving me all these incredible visions. Like he started giving me a vision for children. He started giving me a vision for a home. He started giving me all these visions for things. And I thought, well, I'm a newly saved, so if God gave me a vision, it's going to poof and appear from the sky. Like, if I believe for it, it's going to happen. And, and I believe that the things like that, there are miracles that do happen. But when God gives you a vision, it always comes with work. It always comes with work. If we look at Abraham, father of faith, God comes to him in Genesis and says, Abraham, you got to get up out your dad's house. I might paraphrase a little bit. <laughs> he said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the out of here. <laughs> Genesis 12, 1 through 2, it says, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household. And go in the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be blessing. Uh, you will be a blessing. Wow. It's action. Yep. Yep. So what does Abraham do? He gets up and leaves. Right. Yeah. Faith is not passive. Right. There's nothing passive about faith. Faith is aggressive. Yeah. It takes an aggression to believe for the things that are unseen. It takes an aggressive mentality to continue to get up and pray for something that's not happening. It, it takes passion. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about everything. I'm just, that's, it takes aggression and passion and faith. And then I, I love this. So, so Abraham gets up and leaves. Abraham gets into Egypt away from everybody. Away from his family, away from, away from, he left everybody there. And finally, when he's away from everybody, when he probably felt lonely, God says, okay. And Genesis 15 says, now go outside and look up to the stars. Because the vision I'm giving you, if you stay around people, you're not going to be able to fully see what I've got for you. That's why if you drive in your car outside the city limits, you can begin to see the stars. But when you're in the congestion and the confusion of day to day, you can't see anything. But when you're out there by yourself, you can see constellations, you can see breakthrough, you can see all these things. Oh, I didn't know God had that for me. I didn't know God had this for me. But you can't do that when you're in the mix. That's why God will always call you out of something when he calls you into faith. We think because we feel lonely at times, God's far off, but God's saying, I need to remove you so I can show you what's going on. It happened to me. I'm going to tell you guys like, the real, like about what happened and where I'm from. Can you put up the pic first picture, please? Like, that's my house as a kid. 900 square feet, six kids. Okay? We used to keep the oven open to warm the house. I used to get picked on because I wore the same clothes to school all the time. I used to get, I, I, we had free lunch and I would, I would like skip lunch because I didn't want anybody to see I had a free lunch cart. Some of y'all in here been there. I'm embarrassed because like they would wait till the end. You got to go eat at the end if you have free lunch. You wait till everybody else can eat. And then you go and oh, there's some of this left. There's some of that left. And so I was like, I just won't eat. And so that's where I'm at. And so I'm in this situation, and 
there's several bad things that happened in this house. I mean, abuse and all those things. But God said, like, I got, I went, I had to go. I don't know what that was, but there was something calling me out of Missouri. There was something calling me out of my family. Like I resonate with Abraham because there was a, there was a something that drew me out of here. Because when you're in this mindset, when you're in this mentality, abject poverty, you can't think about anything else. You can't even believe that there's a, there, there's anything better. Like you can't believe that. And so I had to leave. I had to get out of there. And so I joined the Marine Corps. It's a ticket out of there, right? Well, actually, I went to college first and got kicked out for smoking weed. But then I joined the Marine Corps. Sorry. I, I... No more of this. More of this. But no, that's like, so I had to get out of there. Before I could see that there was something more. Before I could see that, like, I actually have value. Yeah. Before I could see that the life I'm living right here, if, I, if this Bible is true, the life I'm living right there, that's not the end. But you can't see it when you're in it. And I, and I wish that I could say that, like, I'm completely healed of that and it doesn't bother me and you're going to find it here in a second. It still bothers me at times. You know, and so I come to Awaken Church and I love our church. I'm a son of awakened church through and through. Like, this is my home. Hey, God would have to manifest his presence in front of me and say, get up out of here. Like, this is it. This is, this is, this is my people. Y'all are my people. Point number two is God's word does not return void. Now, so I told you guys, I start getting all these visions for things. And how God speaks to me, he speaks very clearly to me. Very clear visions. He shows me things, and then I watch them manifest, almost to, okay, that, yeah, when she does this, she's wearing a red dress, and, and she's got these shoes on, and it's very clear to me, because I, I need to feel it. I need to know what's real, and so Glory and I get married. We start coming to the church, and, and finances aren't lining up. Our relationship isn't lining up. Our health's not lining up. Things aren't lining up. And I'm like, but, but I, I read the Bible, and God, you've given me these visions. Like, you've given me these visions, so I, can I not believe you? Can I not trust you? Isaiah 55, 11, it says, so, in, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. 2019, I can't afford to pay the mortgage I have. It was my dream to have a house. I bought it from Mac Real Estate. And the money's super tight. Glory's got to borrow some money from somebody. And, and I'm struggling with, like, paying my bills. There's always more month than there is money. Always. I'm like, and I, and I, I feel helpless. I feel like there's no way that this can, like, like I'm, I'm Jeff Forbes. Like, like I work, there's nothing I can't do. Like, I truly believe that. Like, like God, what's going on? Like, I'll work three or four jobs. I'll do whatever it takes. I, I don't, like, this can't be the end for me. And then Jonathan Mack sends me a house three years ago. And he says, hey, man, I was walking this property today, and I think this is your property. 
And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And I click on the link and I'm like, oh no. I can't pay this mortgage. I'm struggling here. How could I ever get there? How can I ever get to there? So he sends me the house in 2019 and I'm like, fake it. Oh yeah, dude, I can see myself doing that. Come on. I can't see myself past six kids in a two bedroom house. But I can tell you I do. I can tell you I have faith for things. And so then we, we were in our house and Gloria and I, uh, you know, we buy a home and we're there and I'm like so excited because it's my first home and it's bigger than the house I grew up in and, and this must be it. I must have arrived. But there's something inside of me at that house that I'm like, hey, this ain't, this ain't everything that I'm supposed to do. And so I get to the point where I, I'm like, oh, and God shows me a vision of a house and I, I'm not materialistic for real. Like, I'm not. And so for me to get visions about homes and property, I'm like, God, that's really not. Like, give me a vision about some Jordans or something. Like, we're, I, can, I can, like, work towards that. I can have an extra paycheck. I can, you know what I mean? But he gives me a vision for a house. And I see the house in, my, in, in a vision. And I see this amazing property where my kids can run and play. And I see it happening. But my bank account's not lining up. And so I have, my, I have my Abraham moment where I go to, <laughs> I go out in the middle of nowhere by myself and I see the stars and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see what, God, God, I can see what you're about to try to do. I can start to see it, but my senses are playing tricks on me. Because my, the vision God's given me is not lining up with what I'm telling myself. It's not lining up with you are not, this is not happening. It's not lining up with, you're always struggled, you're always going to struggle. It's not lining up with, with what God's vision for my life is not lining up with what I'm telling myself. And so I'm in, this, I'm in like this situation where I almost have uh, some kind of dysmorphia where I hear something, but I am saying something different. And then I'm like, the house is on the market. The house is not on the market. It never goes on the market. And I'm like, uh, Okay. And so this year, it was time for us to get a new home. Like, the business is doing well. Like, it's time. And Glory went and looked at a ton of houses. Like, a ton. Jonathan Mack is so thankful we have a house. Like, he is. <laughs> but the house God showed me. And the house that Glory, is the house that Glory said, oh, okay, this is the one. Is the house that Jonathan Mack sent me three years ago. But, 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 no, 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 oh, no, 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 oh, oh, God, God, won't he do it, won't he do it, like, moving into a new home, fixing my attitude and my belief, my faith, false doctrine, 2019, that was before my company started, that was before anything had happened, and so in 2019, what does God do, he said, yeah, yeah, check this out, we're going to start working on you. We can't because the, the, where I'm taking you is, is somewhere that the, this version of Jeff Forbes is not going to be able to carry and sustain what's over there. But it's painful. And that's the thing. God's word doesn't return void. And so if God's word, God speaks something to you and it's not coming to pass in your life, what are you not doing? 
Because I don't think if I don't have Pastor Jurgen sit me down, if I don't have Pastor John sit me down, if I don't have Pastor Tom sit me down and say, hey, there's something broken in you that you need to fix because God does have a call in your life and you're stopping it right now with the way you're behaving. If those conversations don't happen, we're not here today. But what happens is we have faith for things like I had faith, but it took a ton of work. It took a budget. It took a lot of things. I would say it took nights where I didn't sleep. I would come home from work and fall asleep on the floor. Right inside the front door. Glory be like, babe, get up. And and I can't. I'm just, this is it. I'm here for the night. But it's one of those things that like people, I, I, I implore you. To when God gives you a vision, when God gives you a purpose, so a desire of your heart, yeah. do the work. Yeah. Do the hard work. Yeah. The hard work might involve you getting offended. It always does. But I promise you the things I used to get offended about are water off a duck's back now. Because I wasn't truly offended about what they said. I was offended that I couldn't be like them. They never told me I couldn't be like them. I told myself I couldn't be like Pastor John or Dr. Or Dr., uh, Dr. Matt or Charles Fuller or Tom Foster. I told myself that. I have a problem with, like, I believe in justice. Like, I, that's one of the things that, like, that's one, probably a theme of my life is I believe in justice. And for, because of my childhood, like, when I first got married, I was a raging socialist. Glory has videos of me saying, redistribute the wealth. Um, That's too much. Because I believed in justice, and so I felt like that was justice, was me taking something from somebody else, rather than me doing the work to take what I needed. But it's amazing how so many people have socialist theology. No, I'm not. mm -mm. No. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I'm going to hop on somebody else's coattail that's doing work for the kingdom. I'm going to hop on their story. Because I'm afraid to do the work for my story. Wow. Wow. Now, here's what happens. So Jonathan Mack is my dude. Okay? We were in escrow forever. <laughs> like, forever. Like, when I got the keys, he just looked at me, here, dog. <laughs> but we go look at the house when it's off market. I'm going to show you the house in a minute. We go look at the house off the market, and, and, and I'm, I'm like, oh, this is the house God showed me. Uh, oh, no. Like, this is the one he showed me. Like, this is my dream home. This is my kid. Like, I had a vision, y'all, of my daughter getting married at this house. And now I'm standing here. I'm standing in the grass, and I'm, like, trying to disqualify myself. And I'll never forget 
I'm like, I'm self-sabotaging. I had faith for it until I got there. Like, I had faith for it until I, oh, no. Like, this is too much. And then I'll, I'll get really upset because I don't really do the work. I'm not doing the work. I'm not turning the documents I'm supposed to turn in. I'm not doing any of the work I'm supposed to do. And, no, and the reason, real reason why I didn't turn it in is because I was afraid. Jonathan called me. He said, bro, you're not acting like yourself. What's up? And I'm like, oh, I'm just busy. But no, I was afraid. Because that house you guys saw, my mom lost that house to the bank. Wow. I remember like coming home and like the IRS, the sheriff being there and them taking all the cars. Anything of value with the house, get rid of it. Take it. And so I have that image playing in my head. And so I'm disqualifying myself, you guys. God showed me the house. He showed me Glory's 40th birthday party. He showed me freedom getting married there. He showed me all these things. And now I'm like, I see those things, but I still hear disqualification. I still hear self-preservation. I still hear what if I fail. I still hear... The words of my wife, and she doesn't, this is, this is not a, like her and I having a conversation saying things just don't work out for the Forbes family. And then guess what? The house went into escrow with somebody else. Matt called me, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean? God showed me this house. He's always showed me everything he's ever showed me. It's come to pass. That's, that's like, but I was like Relieved. I was relieved because now, I mean, I didn't have a chance to perform. Like, it's cool. God, I know. I, I just, it wasn't my time. And so I just, oh, yeah, no problem. And Mac, I'll never forget, Mac had sent me a text message one morning. And he's like, hey, dude, you're not acting like yourself. Hey, bud, like, you got to do something. You just got to do something. Because when I'm with Teresa and when I'm with Glory and we're in a group, I'm rah, rah. I'm, we can do this. God's going to show up. But when I'm by myself, I'm like, no, that can't happen. How many of y'all do the same thing? How many of you guys are rah, rah in people's face? But then when it gets to get to moving, when it's time to do the work, do you fall off by fall by the wayside? I'm like, I just went through this. I tried to disqualify myself the whole time. Every time they said it was going to work, I was like, well, I did this. Well, that money's not that great. Well, I really don't know if that contract's going to work out, but eh, maybe. Oh, I really don't know if this is going to happen. And thankfully, like, I was surrounded by some spiritual thugs. <laughs> like, straight up. Jonathan Max, like, yo, son, get up. Let's go, Jeff. John Heinrichs is like, bro, you can do it. I was short like 600 grand. And I'm, so I'm like, cool, I'm, I'm definitely disqualified now. Like, this is great. Like, I just won't work out. The bank will give me the money. And then guess what? We were not 600 grand short. And I tried to find another excuse. I went and got the highest fire insurance quote known to man. They were like, Here's your quote, 70 grand a year. 
And I was like, John, I just got priced out of it. And I read, here's how I know I was doing those things. is because as I was prepping for this message tonight, I'm reading through our text messages. <laughs> I'm reading through John and I's text messages like, bro, did I really, what, what? But as I'm reading through there, I'm saying, I'm saying, John, can you go take a picture of the gate? Because God showed me a vision of this black gate. And can you go take a picture of the gate? So in one hand, I'm believing for it. And on the other hand, I'm disqualifying myself. And what happens is that what I found out is every time my fear went up, my faith went down. And every time my faith went up, my fear went down. But I, don't, I couldn't have done this if I was off by myself. I couldn't have done it without sitting down with Charles and Tessa Fuller at a rental property in Escondido and them saying, this is a great area. And Glory being like, no, I'm never living here. And now we live like a quarter mile away. <laughs> and all along the way, all along the way for this, like, I know I'm talking a lot about a house, but the house for me means like yeah. we broke something. Yeah. Like, like my kids will always know that they can come to mom and dad's house. Like, my kids will always know that, like, they have a home. Like, it's, it's, there's more to it. And then, uh, so God, my word for 2022 is conquer. And I'm like, I'm a warrior. Like, that's like my, I'm like, yo, let's go. Whose stuff are we taking? Contracts, y'all. Contracts. I'm talking about contracts. I'm not, you guys, man, I'm not that guy anymore. But then God gives me the verse, Deuteronomy 6:11, And I'm like, I go to Tom and I said, Tom, God gave me a verse for this year. It's talking about vineyards that I didn't plant. It's talking about you're going to have a house full of things you didn't buy. Like, what do you think that means? Not knowing the house that Jonathan Mack sent me three years ago has a vineyard. And so it was all these things where God was kept saying, hey, I, this vision is yours. This is what the vision I have for you and your family. You've seen it. I'm going to keep showing it to you even if, even if you don't believe me. Because his word never returns void. How could it return void? It says in the beginning was the word. Jesus was the word. So he, he can't lie. And so there's all these things going on, and we're finally here. We get to a point where we're going to close on this house. And like the Monday before we close, they still haven't figured out the loan. And so I, I tell Glory, I got to go to work, but I go down to Vaughn's down the street from my house. Because I've worked too hard to get here for this not to work out. I've worked too hard, and if I have to go home and tell Glory, like, you're right, babe, things, they don't work out for us. If I have to go home and tell her that, that's more than I can actually bear. And I'll never forget when, when Matt called me, and he's like, hey, dude, you can close tomorrow, and they're, they're coming tonight to, to give you the key, or to, to, to sign closing documents. And I went and sat in my truck, and I was just like, this isn't real. Like, this isn't, you can fit five of my childhood homes in my new house. Like, you, this, this isn't, this isn't, this is not, no, God, this can't. Like, I'm dreaming. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and, and, and then we close. And this is the house we close on. 
we stop right there? Can we stop at this picture? If you look at the top of this picture, there's a cross on the hill. So every time when I walk outside, he says, remember, 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 my word does not return void. Remember, my word does not return void. We don't like seasons. Christians, we don't like seasons. Like, we don't like a season of waiting. But there's a season to everything under the sun. There's a season to everything under heaven. Point three is there's a reason for the season. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says a time for everything. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. There's seed time and there's harvest. There's breakthrough and breaking. There's crushing and there's anointing. They're all seasons. There's a reason there's four seasons of the year. That means there's, there's been a full rotation and it's so amazing to me how much my life can change in a year. You know, I, I've been in seasons here in Awaken where, like, I, don't, I haven't preached. I've been in, in seasons here at Awaken Church where I've been removed from the pulpit. The cutting. The crushing. The refining. None of this comes to pass. I can have all the faith in the world, but if you're not willing to submit to the process, if you're not willing to take the licks, and know that like here in this house, y'all, we don't always get it right because we're human. But this is a place that if you'll just submit, if you'll just submit to the head of the household, if you'll just submit to leadership and let them hop on the potter's wheel and let, let them start molding you. Let him mold, let God mold you. You know, when they first start with, the, with, the, with clay on the potter's wheel, it's just a lump of mud. And as they start, it turns into a beautiful vase. But once it was a clump of mud, it's now a beautiful vase because it let him be molded. When I was getting molded, I was mean to people. I was rude. I was in process. Like they used to, they, we can't put you on stage right now because, bro, you don't even know how to smile. Summer Peterson. <laughs> but when I'm getting molded, when I'm getting shaped, things are, all the impurities are coming out. All my nastiness, all my carnal behavior, like crying for no reason. Like, bro, why are you crying? Like, I don't know. But God's working on something. And so you... You want to have a wonderful life? Submit to what you've got going on here in this house. Get with someone, get, get with people here in this house that like my dudes will come and say, Jeff, like Mac did, Jeff, you're not acting like yourself. What's up? 
And yeah, people are like, oh, that's your real estate agent. Of course he wants you to buy you a home. Of course he wants you to buy a home. But he said, Jeff, I'm putting on my pastor Mac hat and taking off my real estate hat because I think there's more at play here than just a home. It's no coincidence that our daughters are the exact same age, Jonathan, Mac, and I. It's no coincidence that they were born on the same day. He had, I had to look at Jonathan and think that's possible for me. So I would go to, I went to his house after preaching on Super Bowl Sunday and I was like, oh my gosh, this would be so amazing to have a home like this where my kids can run and play and, and, and it would be so amazing. But I needed someone to say, hey dude, like you can do this. Yeah. I needed someone to mold and shape my broken mentality about money. And I knew I had, I didn't really realize I had a broken mentality about money, but until we bought, we moved into the house and the first three days I slept downstairs in my girl's room because I didn't, like someone's going to take this. Like this isn't mine. This isn't, because it's actually even, even really successful people, and I, I think I'm becoming one, yeah. 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 deal with poverty mentality. That's why we can never rest. An inability to rest in a winning season is because you're struggling with a poverty mentality that it's going to go away. And you're operating as if God gave you, God didn't provide the opportunity. And God didn't. And what you're doing is saying you have to be the one. Point four is progress is slow. Progress is a slow process. There are people who are fast-tracked. There are people who jump to the head of the line. And you'd be surprised at how many people have jumped the head of the line and then fall off. How many leaders have come in here and been, oh, that dude's got a gift. And not, not our leadership, but people come in and they present themselves as one thing. And so they get promoted and they get passed through, but they didn't go through the process. And I'll never forget when I got removed from the pulpit. I sat down with Pastor Jurgen, and, and, and he, he's like, hey, dude, listen, Jeff. He's like, first off, I love you. And I couldn't receive that because I didn't have a dad. So I was like, yeah, 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 you love. Okay, cool. And he said, you know how construction works? And I'm like, yes, Pastor Jurgen, I know how construction works. Okay. It's what like, we do. We're, we're a contracting <laughs> company. And he's like, you're not a shed. And I was like, thank you? <laughs> I mean, I know I put on some weight, but like, come on, big dog. He's like, you're not a shed. And I'm like, thank you. And he's like, no, you need to understand. He said, I can build a shed on gravel. He said, I can build a shed on sand. But Jeff, where, where God wants to take you, like your foundation's going to have to go deep. And so progress was a slow process. Had to wake up every day and repent for things. Had to learn how to apologize to my wife. Still working on that. Sorry, babe, I was rude on the way here. Like, I, like I, I still, it's a, it's a process. But God can use you in the process. Because we're not gonna, we're not gonna be, we're not gonna finish until we're on the other, in, in eternity. But there will always be things I need to work on. But I thank God 
that even when I could have left, I should have left, I had opportunity to leave, that God was like, there is no one that you're going to listen to if you leave here. Because you're going to go from place to place to place to place. And let's see what your family looks like in five years. Let's walk to the Holy Spirit. What's your marriage look like? Pastor that has an adulterous affair. What's your marriage look like? What's this? What's that? Because being here on this platform has all that really meant anything to me. Because I was so broken that I need to stand up here and perform. Like it's true. Well, that's, I mean, people know that because I needed affirmation. And so we had to figure out like, why do I need affirmation? And it's because the foundation my father should have laid for me was never there. And so if you're here, and I'm gonna give you some encouragement, if you're here today and you feel like you keep running up against the wall here, you keep running to leader after leader after leader, or you jump from team to team to team, and they keep calling you out on the same thing, maybe it's because there's foundational issues. And while you have foundational issues, you can have faith for whatever you want, but God can't trust you with the vision he gave you. I believe that my inability to deal with my issues are what caused my family to have so much financial issues. I believe my inability to deal with my brokenness caused us to have unnecessary financial turmoil. Un- unnecessary mental and emotional turmoil towards my children because it took me so long to deal with my stuff. Dealing with your stuff is the wonderful life. Dealing with your stuff makes your life wonderful. Because guess what? I used to get upset about not getting invited to things. I really did. And I even, when I started getting successful and when I started doing all these things, I was like, of course, they invite me now. I'm gonna be real, if that's okay. Like, I'm like, of course they wanna invite me now. They're not inviting me because I'm successful. They're inviting me because I dealt with my BS. And now they can stand being around me. And now I'm not dangerous. And now I'm not, and now I'm not. I feel like I told you guys I want to impart something tonight. So I'm going to end right now with this. You are in the church. And I talked to Pastor John yesterday. And I said, Pastor John, I said, you want better for everybody around you. True story. I'm not just hyping it up. I talked to him. I said, you're one of the people that if I ever call, if I ever need an encouraging word, if I ever need a word from somebody that's not going to sound jealous or not going to sound, if I'm, if I'm going to get a word from somebody that's above me, that's walked before me, and that, that I need an encouraging word, I'm going to go to Pastor John Heinrichs. Because as a campus pastor, I've never seen anybody else that wants people to be better than him. You are in a place like it's okay to thrive. Like, it's okay to be successful. It's okay to be the best. Like, it's okay. Let your light show shine that it bothers people. Like, be unapologetically blessed. Because guess what? You can't bless nobody from an empty cup. So get up and let's go.
Right now, I'm going to pray. Why everyone standing? And if you're in this room and, and, and God gave you a vision, and, and maybe, maybe you've been lazy. Maybe you've been one of those people where, oh, God, it's going to drop out of heaven. Maybe you've been one of those people. The time is now. You know that more millionaires are made during recessions and booming economies. The time is now. So right now, I'm going to pray. And if that's you in the room, if you're, like, if you're like, God, give me a vision. Or God gave you a vision and you haven't walked it out. Raise your hand and let us pray for you. Hands going up all over the place. So if, you got, if you're standing around somebody that they got their hand up, please lay hands on them. And don't make me do the, the heavy work by myself. But right now, I'm unlocking something. In Jesus' name, I say it is okay to be blessed. It is okay to have breakthrough. It is okay to be anointed. It is okay. It is okay. It is okay. Your season is now. Your time is now. And even as I'm speaking in this room, God is unlocking visions. He's unlocking dreams. He's saying, hey, I didn't turn from you. You've turned from me. Turn back to me and let's make this happen. So Heavenly Father, for every person in this room that has their hand raised, I declare that their vision would come to pass, God. I, I declare fruition. I call down fruition, God. I say we jump to the head of the line. That the waiting period is over. The desert season is done in Jesus' name. Right now, I see businesses, I see businesses coming to fruition. People that had a business idea, it's in IT. If you had an IT business idea, right now God is saying run towards that. Run towards that. I, I see people in the room right now that you have a vision for a family. You have a vision for multiple rental properties. You have a vision for it, and God's saying do the work do the work. And I declare right now in Jesus' name that there is abundance being released in this place, that there is something being unlocked right now supernaturally that's going to take you and your family to the next level. If you'll do the work, you are the curse breaker. You are the anointed one. You have a Joseph anointing. There's a Joseph anointing in this room for people to run to you in famine, for people to run to you when they're hurting. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.